Welcome to the Millionaire Secrets Podcast, where the most successful people in the world share their secrets to help you create the awesome life you desire. Welcome everyone to another episode of Millionaire Secrets. This is Jeff Lerner, your host. Always thrilled to be back with you for another stimulating conversation with brilliant and successful people. Today, I am joined by Andy Bardonsky. She's a Los Angeles-based life coach, uh, as well as a YouTuber with over 400,000 subscribers. Um, she talks about manifestation. She talks about law of attraction, works a lot with women to overcome anxiety, limiting beliefs. She has a pretty, uh, pretty intense personal story of doing some of those things. I'm excited to dig in. Annie, welcome to Millionaire Secrets. Yay. Thank you for having me. Of I'm course. Excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're here. First of all, I will, uh, I will give props where they're due. I, I know what it takes to build. Well, I shouldn't say I know what it takes to build a YouTube channel with 400,000 subscribers. I know what it takes to build a YouTube channel with 35,000 subscribers so far. <laughs> and so I can only imagine. Um, well done there. I, uh, is that kind of like the main hub of your business, you would say? Yeah, I would say so. Definitely. That's my main place. But I also am fond of Instagram as well. And I feel like I actually have a different audience on my Instagram versus my YouTube. But yeah. Oh, I totally relate to that. Mm -hmm. I, in fact, I'm pretty sure that Instagram hates me, but YouTube, <laughs> but YouTube loves me. And I just put the same stuff out to both places and everybody on YouTube like eats it up and they're like, oh, this is great. He's teaching us all this stuff. And then everybody on Instagram's like, lame, lame, yeah. boring. He just wants to teach me stuff. I just want to like see pretty pictures. And I'm like, I want to mindlessly scroll and forget about life, not like yeah. work on my life. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't do very well with like small talk. And I feel like, I feel like Instagram is an entire social network of small talk. Yeah. Although I use Instagram to help me open up my voice because I'm like, no one's really reading the captions. That's where I'm going to start sharing like the things that are hard to speak about. Hmm. And then some people would read them and I would get validation of, oh yeah, it's actually safe to talk about these things. And then it guided me into being able to share more, more openly on my YouTube channel. So it's been actually a very nice tool for me. Yeah, that's it. That's funny you describe that because I, I, you know, I have a lot of the stuff on my Instagram profile gets posted by my team. Like we have mm -hmm. a content team and they edit and they pull snippets from interviews and whatever. Mm -hmm. But occasionally I actually make an Instagram post and I'll, mm -hmm. I like put my heart and soul into it. I'll take, I usually, on those days, I usually ditch my workout and I just go ride the bike for like an hour because I will literally spend the whole hour writing an Instagram post and they get like no love. <laughs> except you're right. There'll be like two people that'll be like, Oh, that impacted me so much that mm -hmm. that was so meaningful. But I mean, I have 90,000 people on my Instagram and I'll get like a hundred likes. Like it's pathetic. Wow. It's well, just pathetic. I truly believe cause I am into the woo woo stuff. I know that you're not fully into that based off of what I've notice but I am into the woo woo stuff and I truly believe that people can read your energy and maybe because it is your team they're not feeling as drawn to it but then if you did show up more like maybe once a week you're like I'm going to like spill my heart and see if if that takes yeah, off yeah I, I well first of all I'm probably more woo woo than you think really okay uh, yeah yeah I'm not <laughs> I'm not, I'm not anti-woo -woo. I don't know okay. that I'm full woo woo but I'm not full anti-woo woo either I'm I'm full woo-woo. I'm holding crystals in my hands right wow. now. Wow, <laughs> you're, you're full woo-woo. <laughs> yes. I, I will say this, um, and here's, here's the thing. Where my woo-woo stops, it's because of ignorance, not because of prejudice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. say that. Like, I don't know what the hell a crystal's supposed to do for me, so I don't hold one, but I'm not saying yeah. it wouldn't do it if I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but, like, I'm pretty open-minded. But I, uh, I will say I 100% agree with you about... Um, whether it's Instagram or any other platform, I think people can absolutely feel your energy um, when it's your voice, when it's, and, and it's actually like, we're, we're literally trying right now to train and hire like people to write with my voice. Yeah. Like know your message. And it's, and, and my people are amazing, but like, there's just no, I mean, how do you write? I don't know. That's not the question of this interview, but just rhetorically, like, how do you speak with someone else's voice is next to impossible. I don't know. I, besides my emails, I write all of my own stuff just because I yeah. don't expect anyone to <laughs> know how to comprehend. Well, it It's a challenge. It makes it really hard to scale an information marketing business hmm. because 
like I can't write 14 hours a day, yeah. you know, and we, sure. you look, you know, we have all these different email sequences and automations and we have Facebook posts and Instagram posts and YouTube videos and ad scripts and ad video captions and like, ah, like I would, I could spend 30 hours, 34 hours a week just writing, which I can't do. But you are good at expressing yourself and speaking. You could just voice memo. Oh, here's an idea. Blurt it out, send it off to your person. Now make that into something comprehensive. Yeah. And I actually, I do it. I will say I do as much as I can. Even this morning, I voice memoed literally in the car from work or from house to the gym. Then again, from the gym back to the house. And then again, from the house to the office. So I had three like 10 minute car rides. And in those, in that 30 minutes, I dictated all the copy for one of the pages on our new website. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's hard. It's just a lot, you know? Um, I, yeah, yeah, I get you. But anyway, we're very but different there because I, I, yeah, I don't have a team. I would love one. I'm working my way there at some point. But I still have that control of like, I want to do it on my own. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, well, and I don't that's good. And, and frankly, you know, I actually have reached a point where, you know, I have a vlog um, called The Life of an Entrepreneur. And what I'm really trying to do with that is like illustrate what it takes to be a really successful entrepreneur. But I'm, I'm having to be very careful to, to differentiate, but like, this is what it takes, but this is not necessarily how it works. Mm -hmm. Because for me, like where I'm at now is not where most people are starting out, yeah. you know? And, and I think sometimes like, like I remember what it was like, I used to do everything. Yeah. But I don't, that's not, I can't portray that anymore because I'm not doing everything. And so mm -hmm. I, I'm still, I'm always trying to like remind people, like it wasn't always like, I didn't always have a team. I yeah. have a team because I grinded it out for so long by myself yeah. that eventually I could get some help. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I was looking at your stuff, but honestly, looking at your videos, um, I mean, do you do all that yourself? Cause they're really good. Every, I do the editing. Yeah. Um, I actually recently hired a VA and she's been helping doing the things that I just wasn't doing anyway. Like I didn't have an email list. I wasn't sending all that extra stuff out. So yeah. she's covering that end and helping build systems because I'm so like, go with the flow. I don't even have systems. My friends are like, how did you get this far without systems? I'm like, I don't know. I follow what feels good, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So everything else, the production, editing ideas, it's all. Well me <laughs> I, I want people to hear that um yeah you know because i was the same way i got a really long way just by myself because i i just i i worked hard i mean i just yeah. worked my ass off i worked long hours but mostly i was obsessed because i had this like really profound it was profound to me it may not have been profound to anybody else but this really profound vision of what i was doing and so i didn't waste all that time that most people that are on their own seem to waste hemming and hawing about like, is this right? Can mm -hmm. I do this? Am I doing it the right way? Am uh, I going down the wrong road? So I'm going to waste time. So I'm going to feel stupid. Like I just, I never delayed. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I think it's really cool for people. Like, I think it's awesome that you do it all. You've got a 400,000 person YouTube channel yeah, without yeah. any help. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's really awesome. Like, how did you, how did you build that? I mean, tell us what's the secret. Cause I have, I have students that are like, that think that that would be impossible. Oh, well to start off, I've had my channel for 10 years, but the first like, I don't know, five, six, seven years were just random. It was random videos. I had, I hadn't found myself yet. I was still very confused and mm -hmm just creating, yeah, the most friend, like testing weird products. <laughs> my most viewed video, it's cringy in my opinion, but I, <laughs> I tested a foot peel mask because I saw someone else do it. And I was like, ooh, that's oddly satisfying and gross, but I wanted to click on it. So I'm gonna try that for myself. And then that video has like 13 million views on it. Wow. Yeah, and I, I actually found a link to that product on Amazon and created my own affiliate link and, you know, made a ton of sales off of that. And I definitely made that company hundreds of thousands of dollars. Actually, that's, I checked several years ago and that's where it was at. So it's probably even more by now because people are still finding that video. And I'm sure I gained a lot of random subscribers off of those mm -hmm. weird, strange videos that just took off back in the day. 
<laughs> but it wasn't until like a few years ago when I like hit a really rough rock bottom and got into personal development and changed my life around that I started sharing the content that I share now around manifestation and personal development and transforming your life. And that's what I'm really passionate about. So it's interesting. I've had my channel again for 10 years, but it's, it's gone all over the place. Well, with yeah. The so how many, how many subscribers did you have before you kind of got intentional and clear on what you wanted to Probably do? Probably a hundred thousand. Okay. So scratch those. We'll just yeah. assume that they're all weirdos with a foot fetish or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you've got 300 plus thousand yeah. that have responded to your content that's that's all kind of in the same lane and that's, you know, wired in with your brand and your business. Mm -hmm. And I know people that would think that it's impossible to get 300,000 YouTube subscribers without an editor and somebody to do captions and somebody to write the posts and somebody to optimize the posts and somebody to do the SEO research and somebody to you know, this and that, or even to direct and hold the camera. And you're saying, no, I'm a one man band. Yeah. And in a few years, this is what I've done. Exactly. Exactly. I, yeah. And I don't even go in depth. It's like, I decide what I want to film each week. I film that I edit it and it takes a while to edit. It takes me like yeah. seven hours or so to edit to my liking. And then I go and post and I don't even usually do the whole SEO stuff. I kind of like intuitively put in the tags and the descriptions and like mm -hmm. I learned tips and tricks here and there throughout the years. Um, and a lot of my videos, the ones that do really well are the ones that end up in the search page. Like they're on the yeah. top of yeah, whatever of search. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Cause I pay like a silly amount of money to someone to like tell me how to get my videos to rank on the search page. Now it, it, I, I, for whatever reason, it's just, you know, my, my channel is a lot newer and it, I mean, it's hard. Like it, it seems hard, but that's kind of why I'm like intrigued. Like you've, you've cracked it. Um, yeah. I would also like to challenge you on that language of it's hard and that all these people think it's impossible because that thinking right there is what blocks it from. Well, from but you gotta, you gotta know that. And it's, it's on the wall behind me. One of my core values is that I eagerly do hard things well. So when I say it's hard, that actually means I'm excited to master it. So okay. Like, Cool. It means something like different that. to me than most people probably. Okay, I, I accept that answer. <laughs> like like squatting is hard and running mm. wind sprints is hard and climbing mountains is hard and raising kids is hard. And I mm. love all those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I think, although sadly, to your point, a lot of people say something's hard and that's like a reason not to do it. Yeah. And I think that's really sad because mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that's the only way we learn and grow. Yeah. And by those people, because I'm sure there are people in your audience that are like, that's impossible. I can't even comprehend that. But the thing is, if they're holding on to that belief, obviously, that it's impossible, they're not even going to put their effort into it and try. If they truly believe it's impossible, why try if it's impossible? Right. Um, so yeah, let's, I mean, you went there. Let's, let's go there. Let's go. Let's, let's dive right in the deep end of the woo-woo pool. Yeah. Um, what, when you say I'm woo-woo, <laughs> tell me what that means. Tell the audience what that means. Okay, woo woo. It started off with the manifestation and just having faith. Like, I don't know how this works, but I'm seeing a lot of people talking about it and I believe these people. And so then I started, you know, getting into manifestation and it worked for me too. And then it led even further to just opening up spirituality for me. So like, um, I have my Oracle cards and I have my incense and my crystals and I believe in endless possibilities. I believe that we are on basically a speck of dust in the universe, just floating around. So to think that all of this logical mind stuff is the only possible thing that could be out there. Like, I think there are never ending opportunities of possibilities and what reality could really look like. And I just think that most people, their beliefs are blocking like never ending possibilities and manifestation. And yes, I'm also being mentored right now in my spiritual development and I'm doing mediumship readings and psychic readings. So I'm like real full woo woo. Yeah. So I, um, I will tell, I'll share, I'll relay something. I'll share with you an experience I had recently. So I went to this lady who's an energy worker and um, she, you know, she like moves your aura and energy fields around and stuff and tells you stuff about what, like, you know, 
I'm, I, I, you know, the jury's out, right? Like, I don't have a strong opinion. Like I said, I'm really open-minded. She like can tell you about your dead relatives and like, you know, Mm -hmm. has this access to this other realm or whatever. Um, And here's what I was told, go lay on her table, let her do all the stuff and you will feel amazing. So I'm like, sweet, I'm, I'm old, I'm 41, I work out a lot, my body always hurts, I'm always down to feel better. So she's doing all this stuff and I feel super warm, I feel super safe, I feel like I'm in this like blanket of loving energy. And then all of a sudden she slides her hands, like I'm laying on this pad and she slides her hands under this pad. So she's not even touching, and I have my shirt on, so she's not touching my skin. There's a foam pad and my shirt between her hand and my skin. And she's moving it all around on my back and she stops and her one finger like goes like this on this one spot next to my spine. And I mean, I've, I've felt that spot. There's nothing there. Like there's, you're not going to feel anything topographically that tells you mm-hmm. it's a spot, but she just knew. Mm-hmm. And she goes right here. Does this ever hurt you? And I'm like, you have no idea the amount of pain that has originated in my life from that tiny little spot. And she wasn't even off by a millimeter. She was right on it. And she told me, and she's like, yeah, yeah. And you know, I forget what she said, but like, she's like, yeah, that you have a something here. Like you've, you've held up like a bad memory or there's something mm-hmm. you've repressed and you stuffed it right there yeah. in your spine. And she kind of manipulated it and like no BS. And, and it used to hurt whenever I go to the gym on back day, if I did like squats or deadlifts and I'm like, I'm too stubborn. I refuse to stop doing these things. It hasn't hurt one time. That was a month ago. Wow. It's healed. Like I truly fully believe it. That's amazing. And like, she didn't, she didn't like do active release therapy. She didn't push hard. She just like moved some energy around or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence. I might be, I might be, <laughs> leaning, I might be leaning woo woo here. Yeah, just, I mean, I think it's just important to be open to, open to, to anything. I mean, obviously that doesn't mean blindless, like be blindless in, in your beliefs. This thing that that's just my truth now, but like your own experience is showing you that there is something to this energy stuff. Um, it actually really shifted for me earlier on this year when I met my, one of my best friends now, her name's Carissa. I well, it was early 2020 and she didn't know me. I didn't know her. She was just a friend of a friend. And all of a sudden she's like, did someone lose an aunt? Because like, I feel like a strong aunt energy coming in and she's looking over at me and my other friend Alon. And I'm like, what? I didn't know she was a medium. <laughs> and long story short, she, we did a reading later that night. She's like, I'm honestly new to giving people readings, but like your aunt's coming through strong. And she just laid all this stuff out, like bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, I didn't say anything. She specifically said like, don't feed into anything. Cause I don't want my mind to take off. Like I'm new at like giving readings and whatnot. So just like maybe nod your head if it resonates or not, but it was just so spot on. And now I know Krista, and you should totally have her on your podcast. She's like an amazing businesswoman. She's a business coach, but she's also an intuitive. Um, and yeah, she changed my life. Um, so there was that experience. And then I started working with her mentor who helped her open up her gifts. And now I'm doing it. And I've done the same thing. And it's like, I see these images and I just have these knowings. And then that's exactly the life of like my mentor's husband's grandpa who passed away. And like, I'm seeing these images in my mind Mm. and I'm getting everything right without knowing him or anything about it. So that's how woo woo I am. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You're no, you get, you're a a proud card carrying woo woo -woo member. Um, So, okay. So let's, you know, cause I was watching your videos on YouTube um, and it sounds like, you know, woo woo or not, whatever, this practice, this sort of, you know, world that you've stepped into, you were able to practically and tactically use it mm-hmm. to pivot the direction of your life. Absolutely. Um, can you tell a little bit about that? I mean, I watched the video, but it's different, you know, in your own words. Well, that was your own words too. But I mean, like, tell the so story. Like, like, how person. did you use this type of stuff to shift direction? 
and what's and is like is there something missing like that's not in the video like was there a was there a rich uncle or like did something no. else happen like just walk us through it okay so i moved to la when i was 23 with a thousand dollars in my bank account that was that was my version of having money saved up like i have a thousand dollars like it was a very which in la money. that'll buy you like a burrito yeah yeah Does, that's yeah it's ridiculous, but <laughs> I moved down here and all of these toxic chain, like this toxic chain of events occurred. I got into a relationship with someone who was very deeply an alcoholic and just on and off for years leading to depression, trying to fix another person. I was never raised with the personal development mindset. I was actually raised in a way that's like life is it just is how it is. Like some people are lucky. Um, mm -hmm. I was also always told growing up that I was lazy and that I would need to marry someone to take care of me. And I was a C student. I couldn't pay attention in school and I was very messy. So I grew up with like, okay, I'm lazy. I'm messy. I guess I need a guy to take care of me. Um, okay, I'm confident. <laughs> like, let's do this. Not really. But yeah, so that led me into like, that led me to dive into this toxic relationship. And after years of just being like smacked down emotionally by this life, I got to a place where I was just full on depressed in bed for three weeks straight at that point and just drinking wine every night to distract from all the chaos going on. I was babysitting for $10 an hour at that point. Like that was my main source of income. Although I did have my YouTube channel and I was making like a hundred or two dollars, a hundred or two, a hundred or two hundred dollars in AdSense money. So there was a little bit coming in there. Uh, babysitting paid for my rent at that point. And then it was like, okay, I have this like 200 extra dollars a month and that covers everything else. Um, so yeah, I was not making very good money back then. Depression hit. And I had this acquaintance who's actually a YouTuber and they were like, have you ever read personal development books? Like maybe you should give it a try. <laughs> and I hadn't. So he sent two personal development books to me. He mailed them to me. And I actually hated reading at that point. I claimed I hated reading. Like I don't like to read, but I'm so miserable with the way my life is going right now that I will try anything. So it was, the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod and The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Mm -hmm. And I started with The Miracle Morning because it was way less to read than The Success Principles. And it was all about creating a solid morning routine and starting your day off right, getting into meditation, getting into journaling, all of these habits that are very much a part of my daily life now, but I, they were like so far out of reach back then. They were out of my comprehension, but I started doing that. I started waking up earlier because up until that point, I was someone who slept until noon and didn't even make my bed. This was only like three or four years ago, hmm. keep that in mind. And so I created a morning routine, started doing meditation, started doing visualization, started this practice called scripting. Do you know what scripting is? It's this manifestation tool where you journal as if you're living that future life that you want. So you're okay. journaling as if you were in the future. Um, and then I also read again, the success principles. And in that there was a lot of sprinklings of manifestation and law of attraction, vision boards, using visualization, all of that. And so I actually implemented what these books told me to do. I think that's where some people get lost. They read the books and they're like, okay, I have the knowledge, but they don't act on what the books are teaching them. Uh, so, but I actually took action. And this action wasn't hustling action. It was personal development action. Mm -hmm. um, and my life started to shift and change. And in my scripting, I would start writing about how, who I wanted to be, how I wanted to show up. And back then, instead of it being like the life I'm living now, it was like a step up. Like I have friends who love and support me and I'm able to express myself without getting choked up. Cause back then my throat chakra if we're gonna get we was so tense and tight that I couldn't even express myself like I would shake if we tried to do this interview three years back I would be like this and I'd be like shaking hmm. um so I just started scripting about who I wanted to be how I wanted to show up and then little aspects of life 
and like income increasing and all these little details and things started to shift and change. Um, when I gained a little more confidence through that, I started scripting about like, I make $5,000 a month. I make whatever. Oh, actually I read the book, You Are a Badass at Making Money. Yeah. Have you read that book? Yeah, yeah I, I love it. have it on the shelf right here. Yes, so I read that early on and um, I did what the book said. And one of the activities was like, how much money do you feel like you would need to feel like comfortable? Like mm -hmm. I'm living life, I feel good. And my, my number was $5,000. And then the book says, okay, now double that, double that number. And I'm like, $10,000, how is that even possible? Do people even make $10,000 a month? But I started journaling about it every day. I journaled about what my future and next level life looked like, me living in a nice apartment and, uh, just all of these different elements and that I make $10,000. I make $10,000. I make $10,000. Mm -hmm. No joke. A month later, I made $10,000. And before that, I'd only made like $3,000 tops ever. And it wasn't from putting in all this work. I had a video blow up. I had a random opportunity to do this event at this conference called VidCon, which is a YouTube conference. Mm -hmm. And just like all these random opportunities that I did not seek out. They showed up in my inbox or in my AdSense and it reflected where my energy was flowing for that entire month before. Huh. So yeah, I mean, and further, like, I, I think I'm probably more woo-woo than I, I even really give myself credit for because in 2009, I got started doing affiliate marketing in late 2008, which obviously you know what that is. You described it. Um, and for the audience, if you don't know, it's, it's what, um, it's what Annie described when she went and got that Amazon link and connected it mm -hmm. to the video. That's affiliate marketing. You just get links from other sellers and you get credit when people buy stuff and they pay you a commission. Um, and so in 2009, I had started affiliate marketing at the end of 2008. And I had a, a mentor at the time. who was like, He's like, Jeff, you're wasting your time. You're doing all this low level crap. You're like running around like a chicken with your head cut off, being super inefficient. He's like, you need to decide what your time is worth and then only do things that reflect the val that value of your time. Mm -hmm. And anything else, just figure out how to realize the value of your time and then hire somebody to do the rest. Yeah, absolutely. And I made this video. It's actually... It's on YouTube and it's on Facebook. And it, the video now is called something like what I did a decade ago that changed everything. And I have footage of myself doing it a decade ago, you know, which is now like 12 years ago. And in the video, it's me like, I, it was my equivalent of you. I was like out of shape, dirty, like I hadn't bathed. I looked a mess. I hadn't shaved. I was living at my ex-wife's parents' house. And in this video, like I was the last guy that looked like he had anything going for him. And I was like, my time is worth $1,000 an hour. Mm -hmm. And I set it and I recorded it and I put it on YouTube on some old channel that doesn't exist anymore. And I shit you not, three, three months later, probably, at least th maybe three, four months later, if I did the math and said, how many hours a month am I working and how much am I making? That number happened. Mm. But it was so ridiculous at the time that I said it. Like, like if, thankfully none of my friends saw it because they would have been like, Jeff, you're a broke loser. Like, who are you trying to fool? But I was trying to fool myself and I did. Yes. And after I said that, every, I started doing different things. I started showing up differently. I stopped doing a lot of things that I used to tolerate because they're tolerable when you think have a low opinion of yourself or a low value of yourself, but they're not tolerable when you think your time's worth thousand dollars an hour. Mm -hmm. And it took three, four months. Amazing. And it just happened. So I, I mean, I believe you like, not that I wouldn't believe you, but I yeah, mean, yeah. I feel like I, I've experienced kind of what you're mm -hmm. describing. Hey, sorry for the interruption. I just wanted to let you know you can get a free copy of my book, The Millionaire Shortcut, which shows you the fastest way to become a millionaire in the new economy. And there's a special link just for this episode in the description. So thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Well, first of all, you mentioned Miracle Morning. I wanna to like touch on that for a second. I've read the book. In fact, I, 
I pulled it up. I have it. Um, I have it in my audiobook library. <laughs> and so he has the the savers acronym, right? Yeah. Silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. Yeah, yeah. Right. So do you do that? Do you have a miracle morning routine? Um, it's kind of shifted and whatnot through the years, but yeah, I would say so. I do the majority of those things, but in the beginning it was like, I followed that exactly. Like I would right. put a time, I would put a 10 minute timer on to like block it out. Like, okay, 10 minutes of reading, 10 minutes of meditation, 10 minutes of scribing. And then at the end I would go like do a workout. But right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, you know, I kind of did the same thing. I like tried it on. I was like, well, I love it. It doesn't quite fit for me mainly because I partly because I like to work out. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that for 10 minutes. I'm doing that yeah. for an hour. That's where I shifted <laughs> yeah. it myself and would do the, the workout at the end and then just go for like an hour. And yeah. And so, but, but in general, I very much, I very much agree with, with the miracle morning. I mean, I think for most people, I mean, you work with a lot of clients. Most people in my experience have like no morning routine. They think they have a morning routine because they like wake up, they brush their teeth, they eat breakfast, but it's all yeah. like, it's like tasks of living life. It's not yeah. like intentional tasks of creating your life. Yeah. Like soul filling. Yeah. My mornings are like my favorite part of my day because it's just grown into this thing that I, I look forward to. Honestly. What, uh, what time do you get up in the morning? I, I don't set an alarm. Okay. It, so it, it wait, like it, it can go from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. I I like to let my body decide when to wake up. So yeah, cool. I cool. you know I create my own schedule and usually my work doesn't start until noon anyway because I don't like to feel rushed. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, I hope everybody. Frankly, I suspect most of the audience would much rather have your life than my life. <laughs> um, you know, I have this like insane mission of what I'm trying to do to change the world and I have a you know 100 plus employees and I get up at no later than 3 30 in the morning and like ah it's crazy you know I'm on meetings for like <laughs> seven hours a day and um I, you know frankly I from a, I think your life sounds pretty awesome <laughs> it is I love my life and I love like if I'm not gonna go do some crazy workout I'll just go on a hike or yeah. a walk in a beautiful neighborhood and I just feel so fulfilled it's yeah I love it and so so I want everyone to really hear this like you know, you've been, you've been consistently working in on your online brand and yeah. content creation for, would you say three years? Yeah. And still, I wouldn't use necessarily the word consistent because I trust my, my body. And like, like if I'm feeling exhausted, that, that is a sign to myself of like, give yourself a day to like relax and yeah. go on a walk and let yourself sleep in till whenever or whatever, you know? So, yeah. so with that, I've never had a crazy posting schedule. Like it's not every Monday at this time. It's like, okay, I felt, I felt like doing it at Monday this week. And then Sunday, the next week, this week, I, it's been a week and a half since I posted. Mm -hmm. Honestly. Yeah. I I'm just very, Chloe, I kind of always rebelled against the structure and the system and the way that people have said it has to be. Mm -hmm. And I've proven to myself that it doesn't have to be any way and that we get to create whatever life we want. Like if people are looking up to you and they like your life and they want to do that, they can do that. If they want like a mix where they're, you know, working hard, but they right. get to be intuitive and do what feels right at whatever time they get to do that too. There's no one way fits all there's no like set formula for any of it like what do they want what right. do you want and do that <laughs> yeah well and that's that's what i love about what you're saying is that i mean i think the majority of the world would say oh well that that's not that's not really how life is you, you don't just get to decide what you want and, and then actually get to do it maybe maybe when you're 70 and you retire but like certainly not before then and you're saying no and, and I'm saying the same thing. I just happen to like, I want a very intense frenetic life Yeah. because I don't trust myself with free time mm. because I think I'm 
I think I'm like just a delinquent by nature. And if you give me enough time, I'll figure out how to implode. So I just need <laughs> to stay working um, mm-hmm. or be with my fam. I mean, I ha- that's the other thing. I, yeah. I, I'm getting the sense you don't have like a husband and kids and all that. No, right? not at this point. I've always said, I'll, I'll do that like at 35. Okay. <laughs> I have a few years to go. Which I think is great advice. Some, somebody, a very smart person told me that I shouldn't get married before 30. And I ignored him twice Listen. and they both failed. Oh no. And then when I waited, you know, I guess then I was after 30 and now I'm happily married and it's great. Like, because I'm a grown up and I actually know who the hell I am. Yeah. Um, but, but hey, you wouldn't have gone through those failures, failures, quote unquote failures. You wouldn't have ended up exactly with who you're with and your family life and everything. So oh, totally. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I wouldn't, I would never have met my wife if yeah. I hadn't met like failed as you you know put it in quotes my previous marriages so no I'm quite content with everything but I'm just saying like I think most people and and that's my my advocacy to the world is what you just said like you actually can design your life in fact the so my company Entra Institute Entra is actually a DBA the parent company is called Lifestyle Design International because I believe that the tools exist in this world um, the tools and you can develop the skills to deploy through those tools. You can create any life you want. 100%. And I'm loving what you're saying. You're like, look, I don't want to work till noon. So I don't. Yeah. And if, you know, I wrote down a number and I mean, you know, from, from looking at your business, I'm guessing, you know, you make a comfortable six figures. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's always increasing too. Yeah. And you think about what most people are grinding it out for like 55 grand a year. Yeah. You know, commuting, they're getting up when I get up, only it's not because they want to. Yeah. And, and you know, it just, yeah. So, so talk about that then a little bit more. I mean, you said you had a video take off. Like, I'm trying to put this in very um, clear, sort of f- tangible, like, like a lot of people will hear a conversation like this and they'll kind of dismiss it because it seems kind of vague. And then they'll do what you said. They'll think, oh, it, or the, maybe it was in your video. You said a lot of people see this thing happen for someone else and they think, oh, it can't happen for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get really, really like granular. So you write down these numbers, you're depressed. You don't want to get out of bed. You, you start reading the books, you write down these numbers. And then like what unfolds over the next, let's say 60, 90 days mm-hmm. that results in you having this total shift in your life to be kind of where on the, on the track that you're on now. I wouldn't say it necessarily was 60 or 90 days. I think there was a lot of shifts within the first year, but that's still not a very like massive amount of time. No, not at all. A lot of people think a year is too long. I I laugh. I like, I actually posted this morning to my team. I'm like, good job guys. We're almost done with the first month, 119 to go this decade. Way to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how you got to think. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So for me, and again, like you said, people are like, they want, they want the quick fix. They just want like, okay, let's do it now, get it out of the way. But you have to be dedicated to your own personal development, your own personal development and reprogramming your mind. Way back then, way back then was only a few years ago even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but back then a few years ago, I just started noticing how destructive my thoughts constantly were. My, I was my biggest bully when I really like, took a step back and noticed what I was feeding myself all the time. It was just like, nobody likes you. You're embarrassing. Uh, Like this is wrong. This is wrong. I used to look at myself and go, everything about me is disgusting. Like everything is disgusting except my hands. Like I have cute little dainty hands. I can accept that part of me, but everything else is gross. Nobody likes you. Um, So it really started with me doing the healing work too. And just catching myself, like noticing, oh, wow, I'm being really mean to myself in this moment and pulling back and going, no, that's not the truth. Like, what is the actual truth? I do believe every single person is worthy. I believe I'm worthy. I believe that I have a good heart. I want to help people. I love animals, you know, and just like listing off all of the things that were actual truths, not just the conditioning of the world and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, So it took a lot of that breaking those patterns in my mind and in what I was doing and holding myself accountable. Like, okay, I'm doing this morning routine thing. I'm going to wake up. And I did set an alarm back then. I did set my alarm for 8 a.m. back then. And that was very early for me. Like I said, I was a a noon kind of a gal. Hmm. 
But as I was doing that, I noticed I actually feel a lot better on these days where I'm putting myself as priority first thing in the morning. Like I, that actually feels really good. So I kept, I kept doing it, started going to the gym. So this is less woo woo, more just like practical right. <laughs> lifestyle things. So, but I started going to the gym, taking care of my body, even on those days where I'm like, I don't really feel like going to the gym. I'm like, no, but I'm dedicated. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. And I think I started off with, I'm just going to do this for 30 days. Like I can do this for 30 days, 30 days every day, do my morning routine, go to the gym. And then I got there and I'm like, wow, I feel ridiculously better after actually moving my body after being in bed depressed for three weeks. Um, like I actually have energy and me catching my mind when it's being the biggest bully ever and redirecting those thoughts just after, you know, that 30 day period, it, started going on autopilot more so like mm. like a positive autopilot compared to the previous self-destructive autopilot um honestly my strategy for it is just being fully devoted to yourself first your personal development first your energy first if you're not taking care of your energy and <laughs> you're fully just like outward focused okay I know there's a lot of hustlers out there, like just in the business, just in the business, just in the business. I need to make money. I need to make money. I need to succeed. I need to strive. But you're feeling exhausted physically. That doesn't, that's not sustainable. That's, mm -hmm. that's a, a recipe for burnout. So I truly believe that when you take care of yourself first, your own energy, personal development, chill out, your business will follow that. If you want a lifestyle like mine, my Business is me. I teach others how to feel relaxed in life and not let anxiety and depression and toxic habits and relationships overpower themselves. And if I'm not taking care of myself in that way, then I'm out of integrity. So my main priority isn't my YouTube. It's not my business. It's not my coaching. It's me. And that reflects outwardly in every single way. Yeah, I think that I like, you know, it's funny, even though we, we probably have very different schedules. Um, I, I, I think we have very similar philosophies because I absolutely um, believe, you know, I have a business, I have success, I have money, whatever I have, it's because the market responds to me on the basis of a value. Mm -hmm. In other words, it, for me to say my time's worth $1,000 an hour, like, weird as that sounded, it didn't happen because I said it, it happened because I started doing all these different things that created a reality. And by the way, one of those things that I was doing was I was learning. Mm -hmm. I was learning a ton because I, I, I mean, the thing that made my time worth that much was because I got really good at running search engine ads to drive traffic to offers that produce the profit, you know, first the revenue. And then I figured out how to optimize the campaign. So they were actually profitable. And I wasn't just breaking even on a, you know, turnstile. And then eventually that, that all netted out, but it was like, it was mostly learning. It was reading, you know, I forget the books. It was like, uh, I read a book by Perry Marshall on how to manage Google AdWords. I read, uh, I went through every single tutor tutorial video that Google had published at the time on its entire AdWords platform. It was like 500 videos. And mm -hmm. so it was, I was working on myself. Yeah. I wasn't actually working on the business. Mm -hmm. I was working on myself to get better at working on the business. Yeah. Absolutely. And to this day, um, I a hundred percent, you know, to, I, people say, I don't make enough money. I, I mean, this is kind of a harsh thing to say is because you're not good enough. <laughs> when you're good enough, people will pay you. And that's, I don't know. Maybe you think that's like a, a mean spirited way to say it. Like I should tweak the language, but I would say that tell me I'm wrong though. I'm not wrong. You're not, I feel like everyone, the majority have the potential to be good enough. But I do feel like if we're saying you're not good enough, you're, you're not good enough at that thing. Yeah. But can they get better? Or maybe I should say it? you're not skilled enough. Mm. And, and skilled enough does, you know, that insinuates that you can grow in skill right, you can right. put in that energy and, and succeed at that. But at the moment, it's like, you're not skilled enough. So what are you going to do about it? Do you like it enough to become skilled enough? Yeah, you're right. I'm willing to, I'm willing to swap out good for skilled. Cause I know that some people, like if somebody tells me I'm not good enough, I'll be like, 
oh, sweet. What do I need to do to get better? Right. Yeah. But I but know some, some people, people like they, they wrap their identity up in it and like, oh, I'm not good enough. Well, a lot of people, including myself, you know, growing up, that was kind of what parents put out yeah. there. Like, you're not good enough. You're not skilled enough. You're not smart enough. So it's like kind of hitting that old wounding of like childhood trauma. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, I told, which I totally agree with. I've done hundreds, probably thousands of hours of therapy to mm-hmm. get to get to where if somebody tells me I'm not good enough, I don't, I don't take it as a personal commentary. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. but I know what you mean. I, I shouldn't be insensitive. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So, so then you, I mean, cause, cause like, I want people to hear this conversation and really take from it what I totally believe, which is the truth that like, you can change your thoughts yeah, you know, we do have right. You have to be the you have to think the per, be the person who thinks the thoughts to drive you to do the things to ultimately yeah. have the results. Mm-hmm. And and I totally believe that. And in your case, you did that. And let's say it took a year. Took a couple. How, years. how long did it take? Actually, tell me. From the time you were like somebody gave you a book and was like, "Here, you're spending too much time in bed. You should read this." Mm-hmm. To like, okay, to my now ten thousand dollars month. Huh? To okay. From the point that I was in bed to maybe say moving into my luxury apartment, should we say from from yeah, that? To where you you had what felt like a very like a a, a lifestyle change that was going to stick. Oh, definitely, I would say two years from being in bed, broke, depressed, to using all these manifestation tools, shifting my life, getting to the point where I could live on my own in a luxury apartment, and then invest in a intensive coaching certification program. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I've been here in this apartment for two years and it took about two years to get to that point. But there were a lot of shifts and a lot of manifestations that happened leading up to that point. That was just that big leap that like, it's scary. I don't know if I can do it right now. I'm making just enough to be able to move into this apartment, just enough. And that's, you know, with the, the AdSense income that I'm receiving right now and a few other factors, which AdSense, you know, it can, it oh, can yeah. go up and down. So I was like, by faith going, my AdSense, I actually, that was part of my manifestation. If my AdSense gets to this point where it can cover my rent, then I'm going to do it. That's my sign. I'm going to do it. Right. And so it got to there. So I came here, I toured it, I moved in. <laughs> And then like literally two months later, the opportunity to, to join this coaching certification program came up and I'm like, that's almost as much as my rent, my rent just more than doubled moving here. And now I have to pay another, mm-hmm. like almost as much as my rent on top of that. And LA is not the most, uh, affordable place to live, you know? Right. So, but I, I jumped in and I'm like, I'm getting so many signs to join this coaching certification program. I cannot turn back now, like literally sign after sign, after sign, after sign. And so when I got on the phone and I found out the price and back then I'd never invested in myself, it was like a $12,000 program. And that sounded very scary to me. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to do this after my rent just jumped up so much, but I did it. And the money again, just showed up each month. Like one of the affiliate partners that I was working with, I had a video of theirs just blow up and I, I was then the top affiliate for their uh, company. Um, and then that paid off my coaching certification program. And then that led to me getting to speak on stage in front of 1500 women for the first time ever conquering my fear of public speaking. Uh, so yeah, I really feel like after moving into this apartment and just diving headfirst by faith and then it just exploded and everything got better. My income doubled and has just grown ever since. And so during that two years, it, at any point, did you did you have to kind of like go, okay, crap, I have to do something significant. And the only reason I'm doing it is for money, not for joy or passion or fulfillment or anything, i.e. I have to go get a job that I don't want to get. Um, in that struggle, okay, so... The family I was babysitting for, they moved and I was like, oh crap. <laughs> so I don't want to, I don't want to get another babysitting job. I got really mm-hmm. attached to that little girl. Cause I watched her for two years, like her first two years of life. And she's still like my little friend now. Um, but 
at that point, I'm like, I will not go get another babysitting job. I'm not going to go work for someone. Working for people has never been my favorite thing. I'm not, I'm not someone who likes to be told what to do. I like to have my own life and my own mm -hmm. lifestyle and not, uh, yeah, have to follow any other person's plans. So at that point, that's when I decided that that's when YouTube would be my priority. Okay. And again, I know we're jumping all over the place. That was probably three years ago when that happened. At mm -hmm. that point, the family moved away. I'm like, I'm fully diving into YouTube. I want this to be my main source of income. Made that decision, started making videos weekly. And from that point of the family leaving to not having their income anymore, leading up to that next month of my AdSense paycheck, that AdSense paycheck fully took over the money I was making from babysitting and covered my rent. Mm. And it's like, that's how it happened every time. I just decided this is what I need to happen. I'm going to take the actions. I'm not going to overwork myself, but I am going to take the action. I'm going to dedicate one video a week and exactly my rent amount showed up in my AdSense. Um, what was the original question? I feel like- um, well, No, no, you, I mean, you, you, answer, you answered it. My question was sort of like, at any point, did you have to make some sort of major compromise from your bigger picture goals in order just to pay the bills? And it sounds like the answer is no. You leaned into the thing that you were already doing that you enjoyed doing, and you were able to get it to the point where it, it could continue supporting you on this, this journey. Yeah, and then also, actually, I only did this like maybe three times because I was terrified after they left. Cause I'm like, I don't know if the YouTube thing's going to work or not. I am hoping it does, but I actually signed up for Postmates and did Postmates for like three days, maybe. Yeah. So <laughs> we, that won't, we won't count that. Yeah, yeah, we won't count that. <laughs> um, three days. I, there's a, there's a three day right of rescission in, in, you know, contract law. So we'll just say you rescinded yes. your, your Postmates engagement. <laughs> I'm happy uh, that didn't turn into my career. <laughs> so, yeah. And I mean, here's the thing. Like I look at where I'm at now and every month something happens to me that seems almost of, of cosmically coincidental nature. Like mm -hmm. whether, I mean, like literally the last month I paid off a six year old lawsuit Wow. that I had been paying on every month. I settled with the guy. It was all bogus, whole other story, but the guy had way more money than me. So I was never going to beat him in court. So I finally just settled. And the way the lawsuit was structured was it was monthly payments for six years and then a giant balloon payment at the end of six years. And if I didn't make the balloon payment, I would default on the whole thing. I'd get, I'd get hauled back and I'd have to go back to court. I'd get a judgment. It'd just be a whole mess, right? For six mm -hmm. years, I've been like, you know what? I'm not worried about it. I'll have the money when it's time to pay it. And yeah. it was actually due this March. And I shit you not, year end, one month ago, end of the year, we're, we're trying to flush cash out of the account so we don't incur a bunch of tax liability. And I got exactly the amount of money that I needed to pay off that judgment three months early. Wow. It, it wasn't a judgment, it was a settlement, but three months early. For six years, I've been saying, I'm not worried about it. I know when the time comes. It, it, something will happen. And sure enough, boom. manifestation pro without even being intentional about it. Yeah, That's And I think cool. the thing is, whatever you feed gets bigger. Yeah. So if I was feeding the idea that I wasn't going to have enough and I was worried about it and it was going to dominate my life and it was going to drain my consciousness, that's exactly what would have happened. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know. So yeah. how do you, I mean, you work with all, like, this isn't my main thing. I, I, I focus a lot more on the the tactical and like how to build a business or whatever, but you're, you're working, but I actually find that 90% of my work still ends up being working on people's heads, mm -hmm. but you're like, you're explicitly in that space. How do you get people off of their addiction to the negative? How do I get like my, how do you client? detox people that are so into this fear and stress-based thinking? Well, first of all, the people that I choose to call in to work with are wanting to change their life. I cannot make anyone change their mindset if they're not willing to do it. The people who are like, nope, that can't work. I refuse to believe that. You're wrong. You're stupid. Right. There must be something else going on. I don't trust whatever, whoever that person, that's not the person I'm working with. I'm working with the people who 
trust me because I really genuinely, as I've grown, value authenticity and just like sharing it as it is. Like if I'm feeling anxious and I'm on a live, I'm like, I feel anxious. I have like this feeling bubbling up inside of me. I just want to put it out there because when I like name the demon, it doesn't overpower me anymore. Um, so I just think that people who are like me in that way, but are a few steps back and they trust me and they're like, I'm seeing what she's doing. I'm seeing her transformation live. Like, like I've had my channel again for 10 years. They've seen how much I've changed. And like before I was very like this mask of not myself, like just show up. Like I was so nervous, but I had to put on this happy face of, Hey guys, it's Annie, you know, like the overly ex expressive YouTube situation. Like I definitely did that, but it's when I broke down that wall and just like said, Hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm struggling with. And I documented the process and they saw my life transform. Those are the people that are like, I want to change. I see, because I see that you've done this. I know that it's possible. And just those people who can really relate to that. Those are the ones you reach out to me and those are the ones who I work with and those are the ones who change their lives. Like all of my one-on-one -on -one clients right now, if you talk to them, if you were to talk to them and see where they're at before we started working together and how much their lives change, like I'm blown away and I'm speechless sometimes with the feedback of Annie, working with you has literally changed my life. My life circumstances, the way I feel about myself, what I'm doing, what I'm believing, who I am, how I feel is 100% different than how it was when we started working together. And the the how of how I do that, it's just a process. It's not, I don't even wanna say it's a process because each person is so unique and individual. I don't even have a coaching structure. It's like intuitive, intuitive. Like where is this individual person starting off? What do they wanna do? What are their personal blocks? And we just start etching away at those things. And I like to start every, coaching six month program with them writing a letter as if they were six months to 12 months in the future describing what their life looks like looks like if it were like the best most expansive six to 12 months they've ever experienced mm -hmm. and it just gives them a focus of okay this is this is what we're stepping into it's not just like i don't know what's going to go on i don't know what i want i get them to really come up with a vision for themselves. And then I take them by the hand and challenge them when their fears come up. Like a lot of times fears will come up and I'm like, is that really the truth? Like they're, they're saying, oh, I'm afraid everyone is going to think this about me. And I'm like, who's everyone? Who are, who's this everyone who's thinking this about you? And it's usually, it's like their mom, their dad, their, their frenemy from high school. And yeah, it's right. Do it's you, like, um, yeah. Have you, have you studied, um, have you ever lo looked at the work of Martin Seligman, like the positive yeah. psychology movement? No, but I'm very much into positive psychology, but I've never heard of that person. Yeah. You might, you might really enjoy it. Um, he talks about, uh, the three P's of pessimism, what you mm -hmm. kind of, you kind of illuminate it with the everyone, like who's everyone. Right. Yeah. And there's pervasiveness, um, which is like the size um, there's permanence, which is uh, er cognitive errors of duration. Wow, I'm blanking out. Pervasiveness. You could literally say any other P word and I'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, like, I, I, no, I, I'm not going to make one up. Pervasiveness, <laughs> <I know. laughs> permanence, and ah, I forget. But anyway, he okay. talks about these, these cognitive distortions and the way we like, we give the, the, the bad things so, such undue weight yeah like everybody hates me like well you mean like the one guy that was annoyed at you that one time yeah <laughs> um so okay so has there been anybody and I, and I want you to um you know we're about out of time so i want you to share with people how they can follow you and get to and if people want your help um but but first I'm, i gotta ask has there ever been anybody that like you, you just lost them to the dark side like they wanted to change but it was just so powerful and so toxic and they just they couldn't break out so like coaching clients? Yeah, somebody that came to you for help and you just, at the end of the day, they just couldn't couldn't let go of whatever they were holding on to. Um, 
there were a few at the very be uh, by a few there was one girl who we only worked together for there was two girls at the beginning that i worked together for like one to two months mm -hmm. and one of them just had a, had a lot of trauma come up that she had never she'd never acknowledged and at that point if there's a lot of trauma coming up in a coaching situation it's like okay like we can still work together but you sh it's probably best if you go and see a professional right, for right. This. um so there was one girl so she definitely needed to go see a professional for that um and then another girl who but she she actually had a traumatic brain injury so there yeah. there was like she needed to see a professional too but yeah those two and they were at the very beginning um but yeah as of the last year since then it's just been Really yeah. Good. And I'm, I'm not asking critically. I'm asking because, you know, I, again, I think that 90% of the work that I do in the market, whether it's, um, you know, one to many communication or like, you know, even in my mastermind, I work more closely with individuals and, um, you know, indirectly through our coaches and our advisors. Like I feel like I'm 90% of what I do is about psychological reclamation. It's yeah. like helping people. You know, I always say I have a disorder. I can't see people as they are. I see them as they could be. Mm -hmm. And it like, it, it's like a, almost like a Cassandra complex where like, I see this thing. I know this truth, but people don't believe me. Cause you're intuitive. Own well, it. <laughs> I'm, maybe I'm, I think I'm just really optimistic, but maybe you're just intuitive and see the best possible outcome. For well, I, I appreciate that. I don't know if I'm ready to claim that for myself, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a professional to make a professional diagnosis, but I do, <laughs> I, I see. And, and I feel like that's my biggest challenge is like, like I want it so badly for people. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, some I reach and some I don't know how to. And that's why I was asking is like, sometimes you win people, sometimes you lose people. But like, what have you learned about how to get to them? Yeah, I think what I've learned also through those several people from the beginning is when I'm going into working with someone, making sure they know that I'm there to help them and guide them through the way, but throughout the entire way but they have to be willing to do things that are uncomfortable and if if they think that i'm the person giving them the transformation then it's not a fit like they have to be willing to to do the work and and know that the power is in their hands it's not me waving a magic wand saying you're all good now right. but they have to be willing to get a little uncomfortable but then also have an amazing time doing so okay well, um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. This is actually, you know, for a woo-woo conversation, this has been a very <laughs> grounded conversation. Um, I'm, I'm totally yeah. kidding, by the way. I don't, I, I'm not binary about that at all. I know, I know, I get it. <laughs> um, no, this has been really great. And, and you have an awesome story. And, and I hope that everybody really takes from your story, like, you know, you're, you're only talking about a couple years. Yeah. And you're not talking. And, and I mean, you've, you've done a thing that, you know, again, I work with thousands of aspiring entrepreneurs, like they, the vast majority of people just want to know that they can do what you did, which is I can visualize the life that I'd like to live. I can leverage online tools. And in your case, it was a YouTube channel generating AdSense revenue and, and then growing that into a coaching business, which is mm -hmm like there's room for millions of people to do that. It's not like a exclusive to you, like a one-off opportunity, but there's these, there's these multiple mechanisms that you can use that leverage digital marketing to visualize your life and execute the creation of that life. And within what, a couple years, yeah. create six figures and wake up at or not, not wake up at noon, but not work till noon. Like it's, yeah, yeah. it's absolutely. Amazing. And I will also put out there that I didn't wait until I felt confident. There are still many things that I step into that I'm like, I'm so nervous about this. Like, ah, like I'm internally spazzing out, but knowing that that's still going to come up and you can't just wait until your nervous system is completely calm all the time. Cause that's not a reality. Like all the things that you want are going to be a little scary. So get mm -hmm. comfortable with, with that. And what do they say? Um, getting it right comes from experience but experience comes from getting it wrong or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Well, thank you so much, Annie. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't uh, to be on a show in five minutes or else I keep talking to you. This is great. Um, how can the world 
come get to know you and get more of you. And if they want to work with you, do that too. Yes. So I have my YouTube channel and you can search on YouTube for Oh My Annie, O-H-H-M-Y-A-N-N-I-E. So two H's. Um, and again, I have 10 years worth of content. So I definitely recommend sticking to the stuff that's in the last several years. Oh, no, or we're so, we're going back to video one. <laughs> Just be ready. I privated that one, I think. <laughs> but um, so you can check out my YouTube channel. I'm also very, very active on Instagram. Oh, my Annie with two H's as well. Um, I connect with people a lot on there. I have my website and you can work with me in different ways. So I have my six month one-to-one -one coaching. I also do individual, individual 60 minute calls. And I'm also going to be creating monthly workshops where it's just like community hangout on zoom, live coaching, teaching you on specific topics each month. And I've done a few like practice runs with my community and they've been loving it. So I'm excited to dive more into that. And Very my cool. website is www.omyannie.com. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll grab those links and put them in the descriptions wherever this appears. Uh, thank you again for being a guest on Millionaire Secrets. It's been great. Thank you so much. And to all viewers and listeners out there, you are the best part of this show. You are why I do what I do every day. You are my people and I'm grateful for you and I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. You just finished this episode of the Millionaire Secrets Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please like and share this episode and do leave us a review. Let us know how we impacted you today. Your next step toward creating your awesome life is to join me and thousands of others in the Entre Nation community where you'll receive free training, networking with other awesome life seekers, access to live events, discounts, merchandise, and other awesome perks. Head over to www.entrenation.com. That is www.entrenation.com and join us today. And of course, do please follow me on social media. I can be found on all the major social networks at Jeff Lerner Official. Thank you again for listening and please go be awesome. <laughs>